Hello, you're listening to Coaching Skills for Leaders. This is episode number six, recorded on September 25th, 2011. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to Coaching Skills for Leaders. My name is Dave Stahoviak. This is the show for leaders who want to develop their coaching skills so they can influence the success of others, their organization, and themselves. Whether you're a seasoned leader or you're leading people for the first time, improving your coaching skills will drive your success and most importantly, the success of others. This week's topic is about how coaching takes time. I remember my first job uh, where I was working full-time My manager very early in my development process uh, would spend uh, time with me starting to plan out when we were going to meet each week to talk about my development goals and how she was going to continue to develop my skills, help me to continue to learn, give me feedback. And I remember that it was on a day of the week where one of my colleagues wasn't in the office, so she had more time. And we would have a weekly meeting where we'd get together and talk about development. And so this was the world I grew up in. That was my first job. And I spent several years in that environment. And uh, it was just part of the nature of what I expected in the workplace. I knew that my development and my professional development was my responsibility ultimately. But I also recognized and I believed that my The person who was leading me, my manager at the time, had a vested interest and a responsibility to also facilitate that process. And then I started working for other organizations and I realized that not every organization and not every leader has that belief. And it turns out that coaching really takes time and a lot of people and a lot of leaders especially tend to either skimp on that time or they stay. They really uh, avoid it altogether. And avoid maybe isn't even the right word, but they just don't prioritize it as much as they could. And so our topic today is looking at how, uh, how we need to, as leaders and coaches, really invest time and make the time to be able to coach people. And as you're listening, if you have questions, comments, or feedback, there's two ways that you can reach me uh, after this show or during while you're listening that is to call 877-LEARN-45. Leave a message there with your feedback. I will respond to it on the next episode or respond to it directly. Or you can email me at feedback at innovatelearning.com. And again, that's feedback at innovatelearning.com. And I've been thinking about this topic about how to really, and the importance of spending time coaching uh, this week, because I facilitated a class this week where uh, employees in an organization were learning good skills on how to build rapport and how to develop others. And I was really struck by a great story that one of the participants in the class told about how he had been taking what he's been learning in the class and applying it to become more effective in the work he's doing. And he told a story about, uh, he said it about three or four weeks ago that he got a new assignment. And the new assignment involved spending time to work with someone on their team that was known to be someone who always went over time and budget on every project that he got. 
And so when he found out that he was going to be working with this person and that he was going to be leading him, uh, the person in our in our class really, uh, really wasn't excited about the opportunity at all. But he said that uh, he was thinking about really uh, taking the time to build some rapport and get to know this person better and really see if he could understand what was going on. And so his the solution he decided on was he was going to meet with this person regularly as they were starting this new project. And in fact, he mentioned that he would meet with this person daily, at least on the front end, to really see if he could find out what was going on, making making sure to keep that person on track. And he told the class this story, a great story, about how as he started meeting with this person regularly, a lot of his views of the person started to change. The view previously was that this person was lazy and not focused and not motivated. And he realized very quickly as he started meeting with this individual and reviewing what this individual had been working on and their priorities and what types of things he was had been doing with the project that, in fact, he wasn't lazy at all. And he had was working really hard and that he was perhaps one of the more dedicated employees in their organization, but that this particular employee did not have the ability to really focus his work on the things that were going to be most important to the organization and to really be able to pare things down in such a way that was going to help the organization to hit its goals. And so as soon as he realized that, he said, oh, this is something that we can address. This is a problem that I can help him with because now that I know what's going on, now that I understand the root cause of the issue, that I can help him to learn that. And he said, indeed, the last couple of weeks as we've started to work on this skill of how to really focus in on the things that are most important and to pare down his schedule of all the things he's trying to do, that not only is he having better results, but he's feeling better about his work and he's bringing things in line with budget and he's bringing things in line with schedule. And I thought this is just a great story and a great reminder of the importance of taking time with people. And this, this is something that has become a real obstacle in many of our lives and also in many organizations because time is something that seems to always be at a premium for all of us. And the time that we invest in people and really listening and coaching and developing them is critical to how successful that not only we can be, but the entire organization can be because we can help that person to learn and to grow. And so uh, let's go back for a moment and look at that definition of coaching that uh, I talked about in detail on episode number four. And if you're wondering what coaching is and you haven't listened to episode number four, go back, take a little listen to that because that'll give you a good framework for the skills we're talking about in this entire podcast series. Coaching is developing a person through the process of rapport, assessment, feedback, planning, implementation, and evaluation. So those are six key steps that we need to be able to do if we want to coach people. Build rapport with them, do some level of assessment, give them feedback, take time to plan, help them implement what they're learning and developing, and then finally being able to evaluate that. Well, why don't we do these things? Well, I think there's probably two big reasons. One is people don't know what to do, and leaders and coaches just don't know what steps to follow and where to begin with people. 
And then the other thing is, even if they do know, it takes time. It takes time to build a rapport with someone. It takes time to plan out how a person's going to get coached. It takes time to evaluate. It takes time and money too. And speaking of time and money, I think that's a really important dynamic for us to look at as coaches and as leaders and organizations that we really are able to be honest with ourselves on how we approach time and money or budget if it's an organization. Uh, one of uh, one of the pastors that I've known for many years uh, has a great uh, statement that if you want to find out what's important to someone, look at their checkbook and then look at their calendar. And what tends to be important to most people is where they're spending their time and where they're spending their money. And with leadership, this is also true. Where you spend your time and your organization's resources and funding really does indicate what is most important to you as a leader. And if you're investing your time and resources into the people that work with you and developing them, then that you can expect is going to really uh, transition and, and eventually lead to helping people to learn and to grow. And if you're investing your time and resources in other places and, and not at all in your people, then you would expect over time that you're going to have consequences from that as well. And so where do you spend your time? Where are you spending your time in the workplace? Where are you spending your money? And one of the uh, leaders of the last uh, decade who's really spent some time writing about this now was the former CEO of Honeywell and Allied Sig Signal in a book called Execution. His name's Larry Bossidy. By the way, Execution's a great book. If you are a manager in any capacity or leading any type of organization, it's really a good book on solid management principles and really how to uh, manage an organization as a whole. And one of the things that Larry Bossidy talks about in this book, he's one of the co-authors, is that even as the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, that he would spend up to 40% of his time in any given day, week, or month on average coaching, developing, giving feedback, selecting, promoting, firing, working with people. So that was a huge part of my job is and something that he never wanted to delegate. In fact, uh, in the book, they talk about the job of selecting and appraising people is one that no leader should ever delegate. And that's one of the things that a lot of times gets leaders and, and, and folks who want to do coaching in trouble is that they uh, either try to delegate work out or they assume that people don't need that time or need that development. Uh, Many leaders make the assumption that if they have hired someone for a job and if that person comes to them with a set of skills and tools and resources that they have what they need and that other than the occasional uh, meeting to check in on where things are and where we're going, that that person doesn't need any additional coaching or development. And I was really surprised when I went outside of my own organization and over the years have started to do more coaching and consulting outside of the organizations that I've worked for uh, in my career of how that really isn't a view that is shared by many leaders. I, I was really surprised. And I, I, I made some mistakes along the way because I just assumed 
as a consultant or a coach that everyone bought into the value of spending time developing employees and the people you lead and really spending time coaching people. And it turns out that actually it's the exact opposite. Most people don't value that to the extent that uh, really is going to be productive to develop people over the long term and to ensure that they're going to be engaged with your organization. And so really spending time to coach people and develop people is key. So what kind of time are you spending now? When you are working with the people you're working with, when you're leading folks in your organization, when you're leading folks in your university, uh, perhaps you're leading folks who are volunteering time with you or for your organization. What kind of time are you spending with them right now? And, and, and maybe it's a few minutes, maybe you're spending a lot of time, but, uh, but I bet if you look at your time in the recent past, you may not be spending as much time as you could be with people. Now, I will tell you as someone who's led people uh, in different capacities over the years that this is not something that I have done consistently well as a leader throughout my career. There's times I've done it very well. There's times I haven't done it well. And I'm always try to remind myself of the importance of doing it. And, And just in this past week, actually, in a volunteer capacity, I was reminded of it again. I am a greeter at my church, and I head up a team of people who tries to make people welcome when they come to our church and, uh, you know, does some organizational and logistic things uh, during the services each weekend. And we had a new person uh, who had decided to come join our team and to volunteer. So this is a volunteer role for both of us, actually. And so uh, before we even, uh, her first time helping us out, the first service, I said, you know, why don't you come about a half hour early and let's just sit down and talk about for 15 or 20 minutes kind of what we do and how we do it and go through the process. And so I printed out a little uh, a little half a page of notes of what we do and kind of a process of how we do it. And sure enough, when she got there, we sat down and spent about oh, just maybe 10 or 15 minutes tops and just talk through everything we do and the high level what we do. And here's some general things to keep in mind. And here are the kind of three or four things that you absolutely have to do each week. And then, you know, from there, here's how you can be creative. And at the end of that 10, 15 minutes, she said, boy, I really appreciate you having spent this time with me to go through all of this. And it sure makes me feel comfortable to have this structure and this process in place. And I didn't really think of the importance of doing that until after she had said that. I, I knew it was important. That's why I'd suggested in the, the first place, but I didn't realize how much of an impact I, I, I often forget as a leader, how much of an impact that I have the potential to have if I really do truly and genuinely invest 10, 15 minutes, sometimes even five minutes with someone to really help them to be effective in whatever they're about to do. And so what kind of time are you spending now? And, and I think there's probably four key things that if you can do as a leader and as a coach will help you to be effective or at least more effective in developing the skills of the people that you work with and that you lead. So the first one is to take the time to contract with the other party on what their development priorities are. 
And so by contract, of course, I don't literally mean filling out a contract, although you may put this in writing. And in fact, it's probably better if you do have it in writing, particularly if it's an organization and you're leading someone in a formal capacity of to get clear on what it is that that person uh, wants to or should learn. Now, most organizations and most leaders have some process of assessing people and determining what does a development path look like? What are the things that are important for this person to learn? One of those ways is the process of building rapport that we talked about back in session uh, or in session or rather episode number two of this uh, of this show coaching skills for leaders and so that's one way to find out what's important to a a person but of course we want to also look at what's important to the organization and to figure out what is what are the key skills that this person needs to learn and continue to develop in order for them to be successful in this role and that are going to contribute to the success of the organization in the long run and so If we've already done something like that, we should really get very clear on what are the skills now going forward that are going to be key for learning over the next three months, six months, nine months, whatever that time frame is going to be. And then work with the other party to come to some agreement about what that is. Uh, I had some wonderful mentors and examples of this early in my career. Uh, The first organization I worked with, uh, managers were required to do a development feedback report to us every six months. And then what would happen is as we'd go through that uh, development path, we'd talk about what are the key skills that the individual needs to learn in, in, in this particular role and where was I effective, where was I deficient. And on the areas I wasn't doing well, we would set out a plan of action of here's the things to learn. And, and then we plan it out over the next few weeks. And so that's the second thing to really spend some time figuring out is to plan out the schedule of when you're going to meet and what you're going to do during that time. And many occasions when I have led people, I would block out time. Uh, I try to always do it weekly. It doesn't always happen weekly, but sometime at a regular interval to meet with the people that you lead and that you need to be coaching to make time to move forward on those priorities. So that means a couple of things. One is deciding on what that schedule is going to be and to put that in everybody's calendar and then to decide what you're actually going to be discussing during that time and what are the objectives that you want to reach during that time. And then, of course, once you've done that, here's the the most complicated part of the show. Are you ready? You have to work the plan. That's right. You have to actually meet and follow through on that. And that seems, of course, incredibly obvious. Well, if we're if I'm in a plan time to meet with my employee or volunteer this week, that I actually have to do it or I should do it. And it although it seems obvious, it's amazing to me how often I work with leaders and they have great intentions. And most of us do. We have great intentions of wanting to coach people and develop them and to continue to help our organization to grow, but they don't follow through on it for whatever reason. And one of the common, common reasons I hear about, especially these days with the challenges we're all having in many organizations with economic and budgetary pressures, is I do not have the time to do that as a leader. And 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 but but I will down the road. So this isn't this just I can't do it this week. I can't do it next week and maybe not even this month. But you know, two to three months from now things will be different. 
Now, I'll I'll add in this caveat. There are truly times in some org in, in organizations and probably everyone's career where you really are completely overwhelmed and uh, the organization is going through a huge product launch or or a, a major change and it just does not make sense at that particular window of time to spend time on long-term development goals and i get that but i'll tell you for every one situation where that's truly the case there's another 49 situations where people are saying that because they believe that they are very busy and they can't make the time when indeed they really could. They're just not prioritizing it. And often I hear, I will hear leaders say, well, I'll this, uh, as soon as I get this project done, six months from now, things are going to be different. I will have more time to focus on this. And it's just not true. Most of the time, most of the time when we, if we're busy six months from six months from now, you're going to be just as busy, if not busier. And most of us, the way most, and if you're listening to this show, you have an interest in leadership, you have an interest in developing yourself, you're going to be busier six months from now than you are today. I know I will be. And anytime <laughs> throughout my career, I've always been busier and, and more challenged and had more demands put on my time, both professionally and personally, as time goes on. And that's just the way of the world if you're going to be leading and coaching people. And so with very few exceptions, if you're not making the time for it now, you're not going to make the time for it probably six, seven months from now either. So stop kidding yourself. Work the plan you have, make the time for it now, and utilize that time that's going to be realistic. And then, of course, the fourth step here is be flexible but consistent. Now, if you can't spend that time today or tomorrow, then make the time on Thursday or Friday and make the time uh, up next week. I recall many times that I have met with people I've led where we had an ongoing plan of how we were going to develop that person and what kind of coaching we were going to do. And the plan would always change. Every week, the plan would change because things would come up, meetings would come up, client priorities would come up, uh, uh, conflicts would happen in people's schedule, someone would be sick, someone couldn't make time, whatever the reason. So it's okay to be flexible. And in fact, we need to be flexible if we're going to lead people well in spending time to develop them, but still be consistent. Be flexible, but be consistent. Be consistent in the time that you're spending to spend time with people, to ask them questions, to assess what they're doing, to coach them, to teach them, to help them to be the people that they truly can be and to utilize their gifts effectively. And sometimes that'll mean just taking the time to chat and listen and find out what's going on in their work and find out what obstacles that they're facing. So as a leader, you can either help them to overcome those obstacles or that you as a leader can help them to potentially even remove those obstacles. And here's the added bonus. If you can spend time coaching and do that consistently, you have such an easier time during formal feedback and those dreaded performance reviews. I had the blessing of working for an organization once that uh, had the belief that there should never be a surprise on a performance review, that that's something that anytime you'd hear negative feedback in a performance review, that's something that sh you should have had conversation with about your manager or leader uh, all along between that last review and nothing should ever be a surprise. And if you are coaching consistently, it shouldn't be a surprise. 
if there's things that that person needs to work on. Uh, Coaching shouldn't just happen at the performance review. And unfortunately, in many organizations and many leaders have the belief that uh, the time to give feedback and the time to develop is in the 20 minutes that is blocked out the third week of December to give the performance review at the end of the year or the mid-year, you know, the third week of June or whenever it is. And to do it while you're, as a leader, writing 15 or 16 other documents of performance reviews for other people. And it's just really not a good venue for developing and coaching. It is a venue for giving feedback, but it is not a venue for helping someone to develop. And so if you coach consistently, those performance reviews become uh, that you still have to do them in many organizations, but that time becomes a lot easier and more productive because it's an ongoing conversation versus a once or twice a year conversation. So what would you need to do as a leader to make this time? Because if you don't show the value for it and make the time, neither will anybody else. So my challenge to you this week would be to make a commitment to do one of these things above. So either to contract with another party, someone you work with and you lead, on what their development priorities are. Now, that might be a formal written out uh, plan of action, or it might be just a brief conversation on what are some of the things that you can support that person in helping to do more effectively since the last time you talked about their development, whenever that was. Uh, you may choose this week to plan out the schedule. When are you going to meet? What are you going to do? And what? Uh, how are you going to book it? You might take time this week to actually have one of those meetings, or you might take the time this week to just be more flexible than you've been so that you can be as consistent as possible as a leader in helping that person to learn by making the time for effective coaching. This all starts with you as a coach. You have to block the time. You have to make it a priority. And if you do, then your organization is going to benefit, you're going to benefit, and the people that are working with you are going to benefit too. So if your organization or you are looking to improve your coaching skills, call us. We might be able to help you out. You can reach us at 877-LEARN-45. And another way to stay stay, uh, proficient with your coaching skills and to get new ideas is to continue to listen to this show. And so you can stay connected with uh, me here on this show through iTunes and just take a look in the iTunes store, search for coaching skills for leaders, and you will find this show. And you can also find the show on the BlackBerry podcast app. For those of you using Blackberries, if you pull down the podcast app, you'll be able to find uh, this show there too. And the notes for this show today, as well as all the other shows and their notes are at our website, innovatelearning.com. So be sure to take a look there for additional information and resources. And then finally, I mentioned uh, a few episodes ago and uh, within the last couple episodes that we're going to start putting information on our Facebook site as well. And so you can reach us on our Facebook site. Just go to Facebook and type in Innovate Learning. And you'll see all the episodes there. But in addition, in the coming weeks, I'm going to be putting more articles, resources, and uh, blogs for coaches up there that will help you to be more effective in your learning and your development. And if you're listening to this show now, you're someone that cares about how to coach and lead others. 
So I challenge you to continue to tap into those resources. And in closing, just a reminder, if you have comments or questions for this show, give me a call, 877-LEARN-45 or email feedback at innovatelearning.com. This show publishes every Monday morning. Hope you find it valuable. Drop me a note. Let me know what worked for you. And see you next week.